Hamtramck. Hamtramck. I should get that right. Yeah. Hamtramck, Hamtramck, Michigan. Michigan. Highest population density in the state of Michigan. Oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> I'm learning so much. Detroit's um, the world's largest suburb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it looks like the levels are good. All right. Yeah, well, good. There, all right. We're going to start. Okay. Okay. Hi, welcome to I Know the Owner, a podcast where bar people talk bar stuff. I'm Charlene Wellington. I'm your host and the owner, and I'm here with the owner of The Painted Lady, Andrew Dow, in Hamtramck, Michigan. That's right. I got that right? Yes. Okay. Phew. I'm a little rusty. I took a little break from uh, the podcast because I got busy and... No one's paying me to do this. So I took a little break, um, but here we are. Um, let's get that mic close to you. Now, oh, I, pass me that water. I'm a little bit nervous because um, you were, you're not a big text communicator, so hopefully oh. you're better. <laughs> <laughs> very, very few, very uh, economic with your words. Oh, so. yes. Yeah, uh, I, you may find I'm that way uh, all right. in person, too. All right, well... <laughs> I'll Luckily, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here in your bar, The Painted Lady, in Michigan. And we had a nice little drive around Michigan before we got here. And we just met for the first time. So um, I want to know a little bit about yourself. How would you get into the bar business? Boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't know how this happened. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, That's a good answer. <laughs> I was a mechanic for I don't know, probably over ten years, and uh, an auto mechanic. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I, I we've been. I opened the Painter Lady seventeen years ago. Now will be oh wow eighteen years in uh, September. That's September first. Congratulations. And uh, the. The details are foggy back at, at the beginning, <laughs> um, but we were, uh, I oh. was looking to start my own business and, uh -huh. and somehow uh, landed on bar, the bar business. Were you drunk? Uh, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Some so, reason it seemed like a good idea at the did time. You, did you grow up in Hamtramck? No, I'm a, uh, I'm a lifelong Wayne County resident. Okay. I've, and for those of us that are not from here, Wayne County is? Wayne County is, uh, Detroit is the county seat of Wayne County. Okay. So it's the, it's the county Detroit's in. Okay. Um, I first moved to Hamtramck in 1997. Okay. And I've been in the house I'm in in Hamtramck right now for I think 16 years. So you moved to be closer to the bar. Yeah. Yeah, we did um, that too. <laughs> not, uh, I mean, it just kind of worked out. We, we weren't only looking at Hamtramck when we were moving, but we, when the bar opened, I lived in Warrendale, mm -hmm. which is on the far west side of Detroit. And uh, we were house shopping all over Detroit. Mm -hmm. and just the right house came up in Hamtramck and it, it made sense to be close to the bar. Okay. 
So was owning a bar your first foray into the bar business, or did you tend bar before that? I had very little uh, bar experience before that. Okay. And then someone was like, hey, this would be fun, and you're like... <laughs> Basically. And, and then you found out that, that, it, that they, was, it was that they lied. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have partners here? Uh, no. No. I, I found out that most of the work as a bar owner is, revolves around plumbing, Yes. Yes. So true. When you said you were a mechanic, I was like, well, at least you can fix things if they break, which... I can can fix anything except for a broken heart. (laughs) Well, all right. And plumbing. You can fix plumbing. I can fix plumbing. That's great. That's easy. That's great. We spend a lot on plumbing. That is is true. That is an easy one. Those of you looking to get into the business, partner up with a plumber. Right. Um, So do you remember... When you opened, do you have any, like, do you know how it happened? Uh, well, we, we uh, closed on the bar, I think, the first week of August. And we just had this crazy amount of work to do. And we got everything done in a month, and we opened. Wow. Uh, Labor Day weekend. I don't, what year would that have been? 2004, I think. Okay. The, this bar back was all painted black. Mm-hmm. Um, we did floors. We built a new stage because the stage used to block the front door. Oh, wow. And the fire marshal was not okay with that being the way it was anymore. That makes sense. <laughs> and, and how long has this been a bar here? This has been a bar forever as far as we know. Okay. Uh, for certain, this was Sam's Cafe when Prohibition ended. Wow. Um, during Prohibition, there was a bar in the basement, and this became a pool hall uh, uh, where we are, we're uh-huh. sitting right so now. So pool was legal and bars were not. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, it was very interesting because the vacant lot next door was uh-huh. another building that looked almost identical to this, and it was a pool hall mm-hmm. before Prohibition. Okay. So when Prohibition happened... There was a pool hall next door to a pool hall all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Probably in a lot of places. (laughs) All of a sudden, everybody's very into pool. So they had a bar in the basement, and there's a... It's super, like, high ceilings down there. It's... I'm pretty sure it's the deepest basement in Hamtramck. Okay. And... (laughs) I kind of want to see it. (laughs) It's, uh... We've found uh, records of uh, Sam being incarcerated for uh, running a speakeasy. Wow. And then records of another resident in the building getting busted for running a speakeasy shortly after um, so that it didn't seem like anything ever slowed him down. So there's uh, a lot of history. So do you have any super old customers that are like, I used to come here back when it was... Um, well, so we have a number of customers. Before it was the Painted Lady, mm-hmm. it was Lily's 21 okay. for, I believe, 25 years. Nice. And uh, it, it was a legendary uh, uh, independent music punk kind of bar. Um, Lily's son, Art Lysak, was in a band called The Mutants that were pretty well known. And he booked, I don't know if he always booked bands, but 
as far as I know, he booked the bands here at, when it was Lily's. And uh, it, it was kind of like the CBGBs of the Midwest okay. of Detroit at the time. So it has a, like, I'm, I've been here almost 18 years and mm-hmm. people are still like, oh, Lily's. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we've been open almost as long as they were open yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And they're like, no, but back when this was Lily's, they let me blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah that was. <laughs> so we do have a bunch of customers that, not as many now as we did in the early days, but we still have customers that are that were Lily's regulars. Um, some of them are pretty good friends now. Um, Paul uh, still comes in here. He was a bartender for Lily's for a mm-hmm. while, and uh, he still lives in the neighborhood. Uh, Lily's son, Mike, still lives in the neighborhood, as far as I know. Oh, wow. Um, and there's... We had a great Lily's in New York, in, in Brooklyn, in Red Hook. That's not there anymore. And it was a really great music venue, and it was in in Red Hook before Red Hook kind of got super popular. Right. And it's it's not there anymore, but yeah. It was we, called Lily's. It was called Lily's yeah. also, yeah. Um, did you have to tend bar at all when you first opened? When I first opened, I attended bar uh, Monday through Thursday. Wow. And bars are open until 2? 10 hours a day. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. And had, had you tended bar before? Uh, no. You just learned it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That's really crazy. And how'd you do? Good. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, I don't know if I could do it now, being on my feet that many days yeah, a week. I, def- <laughs> I definitely can't do it now. I can barely work a whole shift now. Yeah. I, I work, I still work Thursday nights here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it takes me like a day to recover from being on my feet for 10 hours. And it, it's still 2 a.m.? Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. yeah. We're open from 4 to 2 Monday through Friday and noon to 2 Saturday and Sunday. Nice. And you have a lot of staff? Um, not, not a ton right now. Uh, I think there's three bartenders besides me right now. Okay. I just, I, I don't know how, I, should I describe what it looks like? Um, sure. <laughs> I mean, this place looks awesome. This is definitely like, like an old dive bar in the like most complimentary way I could say that. <laughs> yeah, it oozes with character. Um, it has so much character. We've got like four pinball machines. There's um, what does that say? Satan's Satan's Hollow video game. There's like pictures of pinup girls on the wall, low tin ceilings, um, these like Art Deco uh, lamps, and they've got the arches behind the bar that we tore down when we <laughs> opened Charlene's because really? Mooney's had these arches. Yeah, we took them down. This, um, but yeah. This- this bar back was here before there was electricity here. Wow. Um, this was a, the three doors in the middle were an ice box when we opened. Yes. And uh, these cutouts for the light fixtures were uh-huh. added later. It's, yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and it has that old bar smell that new bars don't have because you were not, not, never allowed to smoke in them. And old bars just like have that smell. I think... I think my bar, Minnie's, has it because it was a bar before and it still has the smell. Um, 
So I, I need, I have a lot of questions about Detroit and what's going on here. Okay. So I've only been here for one day, so right. I don't know anything. But I know I hear a lot of stories about like blight and, and I don't know. You could get a house for like a hundred dollars or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that, well, that's not true that's, anymore. Well, that's good. Those days um, are gone. <laughs> we we were downtown, and I didn't see. I just didn't see a lot of people, but every restaurant was full. Oh wow! Yeah, but there was kind of like nobody walking around. And then we were driving around, and we would see what looked to me like a mansion next to a house with no roof. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So tell me about and tell me about this neighborhood and like has it gone through a lot of changes? So Hamtramck here is its own city. It's uh, two square miles. It's two miles long and one mile wide, mm-hmm. and it's completely surrounded by Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't have the same low point as Detroit. Uh-huh. Um, the it's the most it's the highest population density in Michigan. Still, I think it always has been. Um, so there's not the vacant lots that you see in Detroit. There's uh-huh. not really the number of abandoned houses you see in Detroit. Not to say that there's no vacant houses in Hamtramck, uh-huh. but it's a lot fuller. It's it's hard to find a place to park a car around here. Okay. Um, when you as soon as you cross that that city line into mm-hmm. Detroit there becomes a lot more vacant lots. And yeah. those, most of them had houses on them at one time. Okay. Um, and they, you know, um, at one point a house fire would take out, you know, four or five houses in a row. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, there's one house on a block. And uh, so there's a lot more room. And are people struggling or are people doing okay or like what's going on? I mean, I guess everybody's everybody's story is a little bit different. I mm-hmm. guess um, downtown is pretty happening. The uh, the housing costs downtown are pretty high, mm-hmm. um, and then you know you have some neighborhoods that are very desirable. Um, Indian Village is full of mansions that are very expensive. Um, Palmer Woods, University Districts, all big, expensive houses. Um, Corktown's pretty pricey and pretty full. Um, But we still have uh, some areas that are not as much, like north of Hamtramck and I think they call it Bangletown now. Mm-hmm. And south of Hamtramck, they call Pole Town. There's uh, not a huge number of houses left, especially Pole Town. And um, a lot, I mean, a lot of damage was done to Pole mm-hmm. Town when they put the Cadillac plant in. They they uh-huh. tore down half the neighborhood. Um, it it never really recovered from that. Okay. And it also cut it off. Hamtramck and Pole Town used to touch. And, and when they this put big... this plant in, then we're not touching anymore. We're divided mm-hmm. um, by the plant and by I-94. Uh, yeah. So now what, it's What's separate. left of Pole Town is now south of 94. Mm-hmm. And Pole Town, is that like... It was a, it was a Polish neighborhood. Yeah. And are there still... 
Polish. There like, probably are still Polish people over there somewhere. <laughs> I, no, I meant like <laughs> like stores and restaurants. There's not it's really like, any stores like, in Poland anymore. Like knocking on people's doors, being like, "Do Polish people live here?" <laughs> There's not basically a, like, "Can I get a pierogi?" <laughs> in, in Hamtramck, you can definitely still get some pierogies. Okay. Uh, Schrodek makes homemade pierogies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Campo and. There's a Polish market on Kniff and Gallagher called Bozex. That's you can definitely get pierogies there. I don't know if they All make right. them there. That's that you got to answer the important questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are we gonna eat? There's all kinds <laughs> of. If you like Polish food, there's still plenty available in Hamtramck. Right. Okay, good. That's important. If you like, uh, we have Polish food, Arabic food, and Indian food. That's great. Um, and I gotta ask, how was your fucking pandemic? <laughs> um, one day I won't have to ask, but I feel uh, yeah, like how was I the feel pandemic? Like, like, well, it was a nice break in some ways. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, you shut it was down. Stressful, you were totally though, shut down. Being shut down for yeah, how long? And, uh, I think we were shut down for about a year. Oh wow, um, that is stressful. They let us open for a minute and then we shut back down. So. I think when it was all said and done, it was about a year. That's that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah. Um, and we did these, you know, we did cocktails to go, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, we didn't make any money on cocktails to go. We mm-hmm. um, we basically shared it between the bartenders, the cocktail to go sales. Yeah. So, you know, just a few bucks in each of our pockets. Did you do that so while you were shut down? Yeah. So... At one point, we were allowed... I don't... We didn't do it the whole time, but at some point, we were allowed to do cocktails to go, and we started doing that, and we started bottling a different... We do one or two different cocktails every week. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we usually did two, and they were really good, but, I mean, just... There's just not the volume that yeah. is, like, an uh, open bar by any means. Yeah. Were people at the door, or did they come in to get them? Uh, they came in to pick it up, mm-hmm. but they weren't. They couldn't hang out in the air. And they, it gets pretty cold, so sitting outside is not a, a, a uh, good option. When we were allowed to do the patio, we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I can't remember how the, like the timeline <laughs> on this stuff. It was like every new thing we were allowed to do I was know. like, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, um, you have like. Like a little parking, like a parking lot out back? Did you put tables out there? Uh, no, we don't have any, we don't have any property that this building's not on. Okay. So we, our patio was in the street. That, where, that table in the yeah. front. Okay. And the city let us do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and were people sitting at that table? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we had like limited hours when we had that outside allowed. Um. I don't remember. I feel like we closed at like midnight then. Yeah. Um, it was. It was weird times. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know. I, I on one hand, I'm like I'm kind of done talking about the pandemic, but on the other hand, I feel like it kind of explains what's going on now, right? Because everything is different than it was before yeah. that. And so you kind of can't talk about what's going on now without talking about, like, how we got through this crazy time, especially for our business. Yeah. Um, and so 
you had your bartenders come in and make the drinks to go? Yeah, we'd, like, come in, and we'd, we did it together. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we would come in and, like, make a batch of cocktails, bottle it all, mm-hmm. and then we'd sell them. I think it was every Friday night we would do that. And we did like, we did an 8-ounce bottle and a 16-ounce bottle of, like, all different. And you, like, so you did it just We did Fridays? Old Fashions, Manhattans. Nice. Uh, I forget. Uh, do you guys ever do like Wisconsin old fashions? Or, <laughs> no, that's, that's a little like Seven Up or some shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> what's a What's a Wisconsin old fashioned? It's uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, the old fashioned is generally made uh, with brandy, uh-huh. and they put they. In my experience, when you go in, when you order one in in Wisconsin, they ask you if you want it. Sweet or sour? As from what I understand, sweet has Sprite in it. I'm not sure what sour has in it, <laughs> but some type of soda. We're not in Wisconsin, Stuart. Some type of soda, I believe. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like there's two sides to that, right? Like, for a long time, the only place anyone knew what an old fashioned was was Wisconsin. Uh. They like never died there, but they're so far from what people consider an old-fashioned it's like what was unbelievable. it unbelievable what what was it before boy we can we could probably do a whole show on that yeah <laughs> all right so uh the old-fashioned i always thought of and i uh remember most is your muddled old-fashioned that well you know you get at the, the cherry in the, in the 50s and the with the orange and cherry that's and bitters. the one i learned and the, but uh, now like the cool way to make them is like they, I believe it used to be called the uh, like whiskey cocktail or bourbon cocktail, where you, it's uh, simple syrup, bitters, and whiskey, yes. and it's garnished with an orange peel. And they're called. They're two completely different things, and they're called the same thing. And uh, yeah. so, how do we, how do we distinguish them when somebody wants? I, I one? guess it depends how old fashioned of an old fashioned you want. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, I feel like I, the older old fashioned is from like before the fifties, and then they right, brought it back, right? Right. So like the the old fashioned is based on a whiskey cocktail from like eighteen something, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean in the fifties the old fa- the muddled old fashioned was pretty popular. Yeah. Um. My grandmother drank them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I mean. And people always talk about, like, with this bar or bartender makes the old-fashioned right. Mm-hmm. And, th- I mean, I'll make it any way you want it. <laughs> yeah. Like, just tell me how you want it. Like, you know- and I always ask people, do you want it muddled or do you or n- muddled or unmuddled? Yeah, that's, that's a what good I starting ask. point because people who hate muddled old-fashions, they can just tell you that don't muddle my old-fashioned. Like... Yeah. It's not that complicated. I think the issue is that somebody ordered an old-fashioned somewhere, they got to drink a certain way, and most people that are not in the business don't know that there are two completely different drinks with the same name. And I like... I like to have an, an like economy of words when I'm bartending. So right. I don't want I don't want somebody to be like, "Oh, I want this." "Oh, do you want a cu- your cucumber braised or smashed?" Like I don't want right. to I don't want to have that conversation. I want like by the time you say old-fashioned, I want it like in front of you. Right. You know? So I hate that I have to be like, 
do you want the old old fashioned or the new old fashioned? And let me tell you what the difference is, you right. know, or the or the oh, it's actually the old old fashioned or the old 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 old. Right. right. So I mean, like I said, I just asked. You want a muddled old fashioned mm -hmm. or a regular old fashioned? Yes. And people who don't want muddled old fashions are really upset about. They don't want. Uh, they don't want fruit salad in their drink. Yes. <laughs> and, uh -huh. and some people have been. Some people do want fruit salad in yeah. their drink. So we do it. It's a we, big, I, big world. I do it however you want it. <laughs> um, I mean, they're essentially they're they're the drinks the same. It's the garnish that's different. Um, you always it's always simple syrup, whiskey, and uh, uh, bitters. Yeah, um, that's true. But I mean, unless you're in Wisconsin, then you get uh, brandy and. Sprite. And Sprite. <laughs> and question mark if you like and it And question sour. mark if you like it sour. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they have uh, unsweetened lemonade or something. Um, or so they... now that we've alienated all your listeners in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Oh, oops. <laughs> you guys, the two of you, come on. Just tell you can me take I, a joke. Just tell me. I'll put Sprite in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> um. What is today? Monday. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Like doing shows? Yeah. Yeah. You guys have uh, different bands? Thanks, Stuart. <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> we, rusty. We haven't been doing shows anymore. No? no. Post-pandemic? Yeah, we weren't doing that many before the pandemic. Okay. It's, it just... It got to be too much, mm -hmm. uh, too much work for not much payoff. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a time when there weren't any bars where you could, where bands play original music, but mm -hmm. it, it, then it got to the point where every bar in the neighborhood mm -hmm. was doing that, and it, it wasn't really worth it to me anymore. And, and are people back now? Are people, like, back out and ready to party and, and drink? Is everyone back? Yeah. Are people the, still... To, for the most part, I feel like we're pretty close to being fully back. Um, there definitely isn't the after-work people like there used to be yeah. because they're still working from home. And mm -hmm. there's no reason to... You don't need to stop at the bar on your way home from yes. home. Yeah. So our, our early crowd is definitely smaller. Are you getting any of an earlier crowd of the, like, work-from-home people that are like, oh, I finished my work at 4, I better just go have a drink I, now? I don't, no. I don't think so. Um, I mean, there was a time when people were waiting outside at 4 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> that never happens oh, anymore. Oh, man. Those were the days. <laughs> that, that never happened to us, but yeah. <laughs> I'd get um, phone calls. Where's the bartender? Do you have to serve food? No, we oh, don't serve good. food here. That's good. Um, in New York, almost every single bar has to serve food now. It's, what's the one? What's the loophole where some don't? Um, if they're grandfathered in, if they oh really? Yeah, if they, if they got if they their never liquor license food, they before, don't have to. If they got their liquor, yeah, if they got their liquor license before, I think it's like probably 2001 or something like that. that now, if they transfer not. that license? I don't think so. You have to serve, start serving food? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That would be tough because, like, we don't have a kit. We had, there was a, once a kitchen here, but mm -hmm. it's long gone, and it was so small that 
Yeah. It would it'd be really hard to meet like modern code and have a kitchen here. Yeah. A lot of us had to get really creative because they decided that bars bars, I'm doing air quotes, couldn't open, only restaurants could open. So if you're a bar and you're just serving like snacks, which you could get away with to get your liquor license, but then you're you're that wasn't good enough. That for wasn't COVID. good enough. Yeah, you had to be a restaurant. So there, there was a lot of discussion about what food is, what constitutes a food, yeah. and what's a meal, and what's a snack. How much of a kitchen do and, you need? And not even a kitchen, just like you could do like a sandwich. You could do, but it, it has to be like a substantial amount of food. Um, so. You can get food. You can probably still get food in almost every bar. Will it be good? Not always, but right. you know, you can do it. Um, I feel like I remember hearing about not not pandemic, but like before the pandemic. I feel like I remember hearing about like bars in New York doing like TV dinners. Um, that's actually I heard that about bars in Washington State. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny because there was a. I heard that there was a law in Washington State that you must serve a complete meal. And so they all had these TV dinners in a freezer and a microwave, and nobody ever ordered them, but you had to, like on their menu, it would be like Salisbury steak with corn and right. you know, a brownie for dessert. And then every so often somebody would order it and the bartender would be like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to like open the, you know, lift the foil off the dessert and put it in the, whatever, however you make a TV dinner. I guess, uh, I guess Lily's had... I don't know if you remember, they, they used to have tombstone pizza ovens. Uh-huh. Which is just like a little countertop oven that you put a frozen we have, pizza in. We have that. We have that one. It's not tombstone. It's called Table 87, and it's like a local pizza joint, and they bring you frozen pizzas, and you yeah. eat them up. They're, they're pretty good, though. So I guess Lily's had a tombstone pizza oven. There you go. And uh, the, one, of the, one of our early after-work guys that was a Lily's regular would always tell me, that I need to get tombstone pizzas. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, like, this is a day when you can go to Little Caesars and get a pizza to go for $5. <laughs> the tombstone pizza costs me more than $5. Yeah. And it's worse. Uh -huh. It's a frozen pizza. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that Little Caesars is good, but... Uh, I don't... I feel like he would have been the only customer for that. Like everybody else would be like, I'll just get a real pizza. <laughs> and then for the less whole bar money. smells like tombstone pizza because <laughs> right. the one guy is getting it. Yeah. Um, we had our issue when I opened Charlene's. This, seriously, this bar reminds me so much of how Mooney's looked when we first took over. So there was a bar, Mooney's, that had been there for like 25 years before we were there. And they had the same like low taps and that drain board right there and the arches. So it's kind of crazy. And the, the, like, we still have the same refrigerator doors that go, like, ka-chunk when you open them. Um, and our customers were like, you have to have darts because Mooney's had darts and we need darts. And I was like, I'm, I don't want sharp projectiles in my drunk people's hands. Like, right. that seems very stupid to me. And they were just like, you got to do darts. You got to do darts. No one's going to come in here unless you do darts. We never did darts. And it's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. There's, there's not going to be darts. We're not going to, like, throw stuff into people's eyes. Also, when we took over, there were so many holes in the wall that I had to plaster. And I'm like, we're, right. not, going back. we're not going back to that. Yeah. <laughs> so how are your Thursday nights? Pretty good. It's been, uh, they've been nice lately. No, no trouble. No, uh, 
before the pandemic, I always had to like force people out at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. And people would show up at like 1.30, which really drove me up the wall. Mm -hmm. And now everyone is really a lot uh, more, I don't know how to put it, more cordial. Oh, well, that's like, nice. I have, like, they leave. <laughs> cordial is nice. I'll look at the, like, people start leaving, and I'll look at the clock. It'll be, like, quarter to two. And then it'll be, like, oh, there's a couple people left, and I'll start doing, getting ready to close, and they'll mm-hmm. just leave at that's closing nice. time instead of me screaming at them yeah. that they have to go home at the end of the night, yeah. which is really nice because that was my least favorite part about bartending is, Throwing people out? Telling drunk people they need to go home instead of giving me more money. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like late nights have suffered a little bit, though, post-pandemic. I know in in New York, you know, we're open till 4 in the morning, but most places that used to be open till 4 in the morning are closing early. Right. And a lot of places that used to serve food until, like, midnight, 2 a.m., or just, like, their kitchen's closing at 9. Yeah. And I guess people are going out earlier because they're home already at five, right. and then they're like, all right, let's go get dinner. So people are getting dinner at like yeah. six instead of eight. There's definitely a lack of all night food options around here now. Yeah. Like pretty much every 24 hour place is gone. Yeah. I think we have one, so sad. We have one drive-through Coney that's 24 hours now. And I mean. You said drive-through Coney? Yeah. Can you explain that to me? Uh, which part (laughs) well so I got off the plane and the first thing I saw was Coney Island hot dogs and I'm from Brooklyn yeah it's not like like that yeah and I'm like (laughs) wow that's really weird so so what's that about so the the Detroit Coney is I think it started like Lafayette Coney uh, downtown and the the tale is that the uh guy that created the Coney had been to New York or came through New York uh-huh. and thought that Coney Island was like the fanciest place on the planet. Maybe it was, so depending on the year. He, if it was 1982, then he was wrong. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was well before that. Um, he, so he like, for some reason, decided to put this, like, it's like chili without beans. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of thick. It's it's not like a cup of chili you would think of normally in a mm-hmm. normal town. Uh, but it's like a chili sauce. And you put it on the hot dog with mustard and onions. And it's since it's like the uh, classiest hot dog ever made, he called it a Coney Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that sounds amazing. Maybe we'll have that we'll, for lunch. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, so... There's Coney Detroit, like there's basically not really diners. There's Coney's. Okay. So like every like greasy spoon type of restaurant in Detroit sells Coney dogs at a minimum. Most of them have kind of a underlying Greek theme. Okay. Where they you'll, they'll probably have gyros. Mm-hmm. They might have like spinach pie. Um, are there any super fancy Top Chef places that do their own spin and it's got Coney. like chili foam on top? No, not that, I, <laughs> not that I've heard about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's it's downtown. You have Lafayette, and next door is American, mm-hmm. and mostly 
people are either Lafayette people or American people. I don't <laughs> know why, but I've always gone to Lafayette. Okay. I have no. So you have your your. I have no reason not to go to American. I have nothing. Is it because your parents went to Lafayette? I have and their no idea. I just I've always gone to Lafayette. Uh, okay. I've been, like I said, I've lived in Wayne County my entire life. I've lived in. Detroit and Hamtramck for over 20 years mm-hmm. um, consecutively without a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I've been to American once. Okay. And were you like, oh, was, was it fine? No, it was fine. It's the same. They're all the same. I mean, what they're not really all Amer- completely what the same. What made you go to American? So we went to American because... Uh, for Fat Tuesday, they had Coney dogs on a poonchki. What's which, a poonchki? It's <laughs> a uh, Polish donut. So it's like a, they usually have like jelly or custard or something. Mm-hmm. But when they make them, when they make Coney ones, they don't have a filling. Um, so it's like a glazed donut, basically. Okay. It's like real dense dough. Uh-huh. A bunch of lard in it. And uh, at the Coney, they, like, cut a slit down them and put a hot dog and chili on it. Okay. And that it sounds, sounds amazing. It's, I <laughs> thought it sounded disgusting. <laughs> but my buddy was like, we got to go try these. And I went with him, and I had one just to say I had one. And it actually was pretty good. Okay. It, I didn't like it as much as my buddy had a second one. I didn't like I it mean, that much. I mean, that's a lot of food. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was not as bad as it sounded to me. And then the, there's, a, there's a bar down the street here called Motor City that mm-hmm. they make a hamburger on a punchki bun now. Okay. They slice the punchki in half and put a hamburger patty in it. And what's this? It's called Motor City? Yeah. <laughs> what time they don't do, they do it. Open? <laughs> it's only on Fat Tuesday. Ah, okay. Okay. Um... So I have a segment, and it's called You Won't Believe the Day I Had. Oh, no. And I, <laughs> I encourage people to write in and tell me about um, the day they had as if they walked into the bar and, like, bellied up, and they were like, oh, man, you're not going to believe the fucking day I had. Um, and so if uh, you want to write to me about your day, you can email me at I know the owner podcast at Gmail. And normally, nobody writes to me. And so I got to come up with something else. But this week, somebody wrote me a letter. So I'm going to read it. And we're going to talk about it. Um, And it's very exciting because I actually haven't recorded in a little while. So it was like they knew I was getting back in the saddle. Okay. This is, you won't believe the fucking day I had. Dear Charlene. You won't believe, I'm, I'm adding in, you won't believe the fucking day I had, but anyway. <laughs> I found your podcast by virtue of being a fan of the Flophouse and because I have always loved bar culture. I've been working in healthcare for 15 years and recently got a job bartending at a tap house here in Seattle to have some extra money. Um, I have to say, I'm reading this without my glasses on and it's not easy. <laughs> I have absolutely fallen in love with it. I love meeting all the people. Oh, you wait. <laughs> Talking with them, recommending beers, etc. I think I might want to transition into the industry full time. My question is, any advice for someone in their mid-30s who wants to learn bartending? I know beer, and I do know spirits a bit, 
but not enough to make drinks. My knowledge is limited to pretty standard cocktails. We are a fairly busy tap room, and I do hustle a lot on my shifts. I would just like advice from the pros on getting into it, because I really do love the work. Okay, thanks for now. And it is uh, Chris Last Name Withheld, which is something they do on the podcast, on Stuart's podcast. Um, but I will, I will allow it. So the question is, what advice do you have for somebody who, um, it seems, has not had their spirit knocked out of them by this industry yet <laughs> and, and wants to continue? Oh, <laughs> I mean, just learn. I mean, I don't know how to read Read cocktail books, uh, find old ones, new ones, whatever. Uh, try to work with somebody, people that do cocktails. Um, mm-hmm. Most people are nice enough to teach you, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know any, I don't have any recommendations as far as bartending school or anything like that. <laughs> uh, I feel like just if you, if you're passionate about it, just read about it. And I mean, it's, you'll learn that uh, there's a core, like these are, this is what makes a cocktail. Like yeah. these are the ingredients and then there you just shuffle them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, basically uh, it's, really hard to come up with something that's never been done at this point so that's true um i mean i'm a fan of the classics and mm-hmm. i when we do our cocktail menus it's usually 90 percent just a list of classic cocktails mm-hmm. that we are just reminding you exist yeah yeah <laughs> yes i agree in case you forgot we still make all these yeah uh-huh. <laughs> because people want to see a menu now right so yeah you're like here's well, a menu with the with the craft cocktail <laughs> Uh, boom! Mm-hmm. They all do menus, and they want to see a menu. Like, do you do craft cocktails here? Um, I don't. To I mean, we don't do mm-hmm. a crazy amount of ingredients. Mm-hmm. We do, we do full service cocktails. Okay, that's we great. We don't make crazy. We don't have like crazy ingredients that you never heard of. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if you're new to cocktails, you might have never heard of some mm-hmm. things, but. We're not doing, like, wild new things. Like nothing with rhubarb. Uh, yeah, we don't, have any, <laughs> we don't have any rhubarb in the building right now. Um, occasionally, we'll have something on the menu where we have a, a particular, like, syrup or something that goes in mm-hmm. it. But usually, you know, we stick to... Uh, we make our own sour mix. We, nice. we do our own juices. That's we, great. Uh, make, we do simple syrup. Mm-hmm. Just your basic simple syrup. We don't have like ten flavors of simple syrup. Yeah. We don't have rhubarb simple syrup. <laughs> we don't have uh, you know whatever flavors of the week. But uh, we can make you know mm-hmm. any classic cocktail you can think of. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You can read up on various drinks. I think once you know the basics. Um, you know, how much alcohol is in a highball, how much alcohol is in a martini, then it's just mixing and matching and seeing what you like. And the the meat of bartending, I always say this, has nothing to do with making the drinks. It has everything to do with 
um, how you deal with the customers. Um, are you fast? Are you clean? Are you putting money in the drawer? Right. Um, and, you know, you're getting people drunk. So people might be very interested in how their first cocktail tastes. Nobody cares how their fourth cocktail tastes. <laughs> um, so um, I feel like if you're happy at this beer hall, you should stay there and maybe you'd want to, you know, pick up a shift someplace that does cocktails and see if they'll train you or get a bar backing job in a place that does cocktails and see if they'll I, teach you. I agree with um, bar ba- try to bar back somewhere that yeah. does cocktail service. And um, uh, even if it's a fancy restaurant or something, just to pick yeah. up those basics where, you'll, where there'll be enough exposure to pick it up fast. And this is the time to do it because every place is hiring right now. Right. So if you walk in and say, I'm available, you know, Tuesdays and Fridays to bar back, they'll be like, it's Tuesday, get to work. What are you standing around for? <laughs> right. Uh, I, I mean, I'd be bored working in a place that only did beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. Because, again, the thing, the thing that I, I mean, I don't like, like, yeah, the repetition of pouring beer. And I don't want to talk about beer. So I guess I wouldn't like to work in a place. Right. Like, I don't ever want to talk about the drinks with people when right. they come in. I'm like, order your drink. What did you do, what did you do today? Like, I want right, to talk about right. that. I don't want to be like, like, discuss a recipe right. with you. Um, so I hope we answered your question. This seems um, kind of like a shot in a beer place. Oh. What's the, like, do you guys have, a, like, a specific shot in a beer here, like a special, or? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, no uh, shot in beer special. I mean, we do, we're known for our bourbon selection. Um, yeah, it's great. We, so, like, we have a lot of customers that just want to try bourbon they've never had before. And we do a lot. I, old fashions in Manhattan's are probably our biggest yeah. uh, cocktails. I mean, we do. Uh, people drink beer here. People drink plenty of Fireball here. Um, I don't. Well, I'm trying to think what else is. Uh, I mean, we I, we sell a lot of whiskey. We sell we sell well whiskey. We sell. I love I, you know Irish whiskey still popular. I love the idea that I can walk into a place that looks and feels like this and get something with fresh ingredients and homemade homemade simple syrup um and we 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 still make sours with egg whites in them wow yeah, i see the i see the carton of eggs and <laughs> that's not for egg sandwiches no <laughs> or pickled eggs yeah we we used to sell pickled eggs we don't have them right now um, they don't they're not still in the carton once you pickle them though <laughs> <laughs> So the bartender cracks an egg? Yeah. That's kind of amazing. We might have to come back here later. <laughs> um, should I read an am I the... Usually I read an am I the asshole because I don't get a letter. Okay. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read one anyway because what else are we going to... If you have to take that, we could do a pause. No. That's no. All right. Actually the bartender for tonight. Oh, but. not calling out, I hope. <laughs> Better not be. <laughs> okay. Allowed to bring outside alcohol into the bar I work. What? So this is, this is an am I... Oh, I cut off the beginning of the 
thing. Okay. <laughs> I should really put my glasses on. So are you familiar with Reddit? Am I the asshole? So people write into Reddit. Oh, I think I've seen it before. Yeah, and they're like, I did this thing and my wife did this thing and am I the asshole? And then the, the right, people right. of Reddit decide if you're the asshole. So I kind of scour Reddit for am I the assholes that have to do with um, bars. And I just read this from... The, the second part of the question, I cut off the first part because I'm, I don't have my glasses on. So here we go. Am I the asshole for telling a customer they aren't allowed to bring outside alcohol into the bar I work? I work at a bar and restaurant. I am the bartender. Tonight there was a large group that came in. One person in that group had already tried to bring outside alcohol in and I had told them we don't allow that. Another person in the same group then tried to do the same thing, and I told him the same thing. He also brought in his own alcohol after I had already done last call and was closing. But the second guy got upset with me, claiming I was embarrassing him in front of his friends. He tried to have a lengthy convo with me about how I embarrassed him. I asked him if the service, food, and drinks were all good, and he said it was all fantastic, but because I embarrassed him, he left a $10 tip on his $140 check. Wow. Oh, that got my blood boiling. How do you feel about that, I mean, that question? It, the bar's <laughs> policy is not to allow outside drinks. Um, I don't... Of course. I, 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 some states, I think you're allowed to do that, but... I mean, Michigan, that's, I'm pretty that's sure that's ili- it's illegal to bring outside drinks into a bar. It's illegal, and it's also like, do you walk into Burger King with a fucking hamburger? Like, I mean, this is what we sell. It seems more <laughs> appropriate to walk into Burger King with a hamburger than into a bar with a drink. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm so mad at this question. Number one... They know they can't bring booze into the fucking bar. Right. And when you told them they couldn't, they kept trying to get away with it, and you were being too fucking nice. And the, <laughs> and the fact that he says he's, that he's embarrassing himself. He, yeah. You're not embarrassing him. He did it, something stupid. It, it, if you don't want to be embarrassed about bringing outside booze into a bar, then don't do it. Yeah, and if you can't afford to drink in the bar, then don't go to the bar. Buy your booze and stay in your fucking house. They're like... That's, yeah. that's, that's how it goes. And, and then they use that as an excuse to not tip you. That's bullshit. Those people were assholes, and they were fucking with you, and they were gaslighting you. Yeah. And, and don't take that shit again, and especially if you work for me. Get the fuck out of here with your own booze. Right. <laughs> I, have, I have a story. I have a story about somebody bringing booze into a bar where I worked that I did not own. I worked at Commonwealth in Park Slope. And it was a Saturday night, it was busy, and I'm cleaning up, and I keep finding these empty little airplane bottles all over the place. Right. And I can't see who has them, but I keep finding the empty ones, and I'm like, who the fuck is bringing booze into my bar? And then I look and I see two full ones, and I grab them, and I bring them behind the bar, and then somebody runs up to me, he's like, hey, 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 those are mine, those are mine. And I was like, those are yours? I was like, you can't bring booze into a bar. And he goes, no, 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 we had a pinata and there were bottles in there. And I was like, I don't give a fuck what you had. You can't bring booze into another bar. Uh, You can't bring outside booze into the bar. And he goes, no, 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 the guy said I could. I said, what guy? I'm the fucking guy. (laughs) I didn't say you could bring booze into my bar. Uh Uh-oh, now they're calling the bar phone. 
Sounds important. No, <laughs> I don't. I doubt she's calling. I doubt she knows I'm here. So it's all right, probably, it's probably a salesman. We we'll just have to let it ring out. Do you get? You want me to answer <laughs> so it stops ringing? If, if you want. Hello. I left my credit card there last night. <laughs> it's Con Ed. Did you find my shoe? No. <laughs> it was a credit card? Oh. sell the processing. Oh, they're looking for the manager. Um, answering the phone in the bar is never good. It's never, it's never good. There's nobody is ever like, hey, I have something for you that you want. And no, I, uh, it's either trying to sell something or are you open, right? Yeah. It's, or I left something I left there. something I left something there or you should get rid of the service that you use and use my service or it's a con ed scam. Do you guys get con ed scams? Um well like where they call and say you didn't pay your bill but will you can pay it right now? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I um, I haven't had one of those in a while but we used to get them. I feel like every new bartender calls me in a panic and it's like, "Oh my god, it's con ed." So they're going to shut us down. They're going to shut us down. And I'm like, I pay my bills on time. It's not Con Ed. All you have to do is ask them for the name on the account and they'll hang up. Well, I usually say, <laughs> oh, okay, let me call you right back. What's the number? Oh. <laughs> and then if, if it's dead, you just keep calling them back. <laughs> right. Just get it back just, at them. <laughs> you just keep them on the phone. Okay. I do know someone who does that, who has a lot of free time. And when scams call, they're like, oh, okay, let me get you the money. And then they're like, they're like yeah, tell me, the, tell me the account number. And then they do it like over and over and over again. Because they feel like every minute that they keep a scammer on the phone with them is a right. minute they can't call somebody else. Yeah. Um, so where are we? Oh, we made good time. <laughs> <laughs> What else? Do we have anything else to talk about? I don't know. What else? Uh, <laughs> what else is there? What else is there? That's a good question. Um, I guess. I guess we did it. I guess we covered yeah, we everything. Covered the asshole, huh? Uh, we covered. We. I mean, yeah. You're, you're not the what asshole. What a prick. <laughs> oh, with the outside liquor, I do yes. have a story. Okay, good. There's this All guy. Right. He's, I knew it. He's not a alive call anymore. But they call him Frankenstein. <laughs> and uh, he's real tall, and he was actually sitting where you're sitting. Uh-huh. And he would come in, and he, he was a fairly regular customer. He usually bought drinks. But apparently, I don't know how often he did this, but he did get caught, finally. He would order, like, I don't know, like a juice or a soda or something, and he would set a bottle on the footrail... And he was real tall, long arms, mm-hmm. and he would f- grab the bottle off the footrail and pour, pour it in the cup. In the cup. Like, below the bar where the bartender couldn't see him. Oh, no. And uh, then put it up on the bar like he's mm-hmm. ordered a drink. St- you know, he's drinking it, whatever. And, uh, I mean, he ordered enough drinks to where you really wouldn't realize he was supplementing with his yeah. own. Yeah. You know, he wasn't like a guy that would come in and order, like, a Coke and then never order anything the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be like every other drink would be a Coke, I, I and no you thought, he was, pace, his, you thought had, he was pacing himself? I have no idea what uh-huh. rhythm he was on, but... So my wife was sitting, like, down here uh-huh. and saw him do it and told the bartender, like, hey, 
That guy just pouring drinks on the foot rail. <gasps> and uh, I don't remember who was bartending, but they were like, get out of here. What are you doing? And For years he was doing it? Probably because wow. he came here for years. I don't know how often he did it, but he did. Get, he got caught this one particular. And he was a local. I, he, I don't think he lived in Hamtramck, but he came to all the Hamtramck bars. Like everybody knew who he was. And uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's. I have to believe he's been doing it all over town. Yeah. Getting away with it. When that happens, do you call the other bars? When something like that happens, do you call the other bars and say, hey, so-and-so is... I didn't on that. But we do, like, I probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't (laughs) say what we call each other about. (laughs) I mean, if someone's Uh, trying to pass off a fake 20, maybe. Yeah. You'd call the other bars. Or if you cut somebody off and they headed in the direction of another bar, maybe. That's what we do. Uh, I don't think I've ever done it for that. You don't have to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, want to I get want anybody to, in trouble. I, well, <laughs> we, we, I want to get in trouble. I just <laughs> like if the right uh, law enforcement was oh, happen yeah. to hear you and uh, and and find out what we do, it probably be bad. Yeah. Well, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> you, you can tell me in secret, and then yeah. if you if you want to know, you have to send me an email. <laughs> But but Hamtramck's a small town. Everybody mm-hmm. who owns a bar in this town knows each other. That's great. That's um, great. I I during to touch COVID a little bit more. During COVID, I got a real estate license, mm. and uh, I've been doing real estate for a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. And we're I'm selling my second bar in Hamtramck. We're closing this Thursday. Oh, and. Uh, that's, I mean, I know, I, that's just like, you know everybody who owns a bar. and So you're so, selling a bar like, to somebody who's opening a bar? Uh, so I've listed it for the current owners. Okay. They're, in fact, that was the two calls mm-hmm. ago. Was okay. the owner of that bar. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so I, you know, they want, they, the, the one that we're just closing on was for sale for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I... You know, I was like, hey, I'm a realtor now. And they're like, oh, we want to list a bar with you now. Oh, wow. And so I, I, uh, we're, we're finally closing it. We listed it over a year ago. It's been quite the, yeah. quite the adventure. And for did that those one. people, did they have to sell because they, they couldn't they're get through the retiring. COVID? Oh, they're retiring. Okay. That's uh, good. They're, they're pretty old. They were, they were in the, they've been in the bar business with, they've owned, the new Dodge Lounge for 37 years. Wow. Is this where people are going to find out that the new Dodge Lounge is closing? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. They had their last night uh, on Saturday. Oh, okay. I, it's still going to be the new Dodge. The new owners aren't changing the name. Smart. But the last day for Kathy and Lou is Saturday. All right. And, um, and we sold Kelly's Bar last summer. We closed on that, like, First week of August last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I want to do... I don't know if I want to sell any more bars. It's about the hardest thing to sell. Is it? Well, it's just so much more complicated than, uh, you know, when somebody wants a house, they fall in love with it, and uh-huh. they just want to get it. Yeah. With, with the bar, there's so many... Extra things. Are they buying the building or just the, building, the lease? The building, the license. The building too. Yeah. Okay. And so it's like, 
you know, the license makes things way more complicated. Mm-hmm. And th- there's just so many little things to negotiate. And um, See, but that's why you're, you're the guy to go to because you know all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's like <laughs> some things are like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I did the same thing. I, that's what I did. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You're very popular. Oh, that's the one I actually wanted to talk to. <laughs> I called him before we got here. <laughs> um, it, it's just like, so, like I said, we listed it a year ago. We had a, the f- offer that we're closing on originally came in last, like, November. Mm-hmm. They finally agreed on a purchase agreement in, like, the end of February. I think that finally everything was signed the end of March. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it takes a long time. To, yeah. To transfer that, that business like that. In in New York, most of the bar owners don't own the building. Right. You rent so the, you're, you're you rent buying the space. a lease in a business. Yeah, you're buying, you're either buying a lease or you're just leasing Although it. Although the value of a, of a bar business in New York is much higher um, than a than any bar business in is the it? state. Is it? I don't sure. know because I feel like well, it's based on sales volume and. But I feel like there's you're you're not selling anything. You're like you're selling the right to rent this space. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, you're selling the business. The business yeah, is worth. Yeah, that's true. The value of a business is based on the sales history. Sure. And uh, there's so many people in New York. There must be a good sales history, <laughs> unless not you're everywhere. really bad at not it. Not everywhere. I mean, you know. <laughs> There, there are good places and bad places, right. just like everywhere. Um, all right. I guess I'm going to let you uh, call all these people back that have been okay. calling you. This was great. Wait, is there something I do? I plug things. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug besides the painted lady here in uh, Hamtramck? Oh. And your real estate business. Yeah. <laughs> It's Andrew Dow at atproperties.com. There you go. Yeah, why not? If you're if you're looking to buy or sell a bar in Hamtramck, that's where you got to go. He knows the business. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> or, or preferably any other uh, commercial or residential yes. property in the state. Yes, preferably not bars. But, <laughs> but he's good at it. Um, and I got to promote Minnie's Bar at Sunset Park, Hinterlands Bar in Kensington, uh, Stewart's Podcast, uh, the Flophouse, Alex Smith, um, Hal Dottie, and um, Fast Tracks. And um, thank you so much. This thank was you. wonderful. It was great to meet you. Uh, it was great to meet you. This has been I Know the Owner. I'm Charlene Wellington. And my guest. Andrew say your Dow. name. <laughs> Bye. My, I, <laughs> what? I no. was going to say, my one bartender makes T-shirts that say, I know the, or you don't know the owner. I want to buy that T-shirt. Okay, signing off. Bye-bye. <laughs> I know the owner. I know the owner.